Hi, friends. Welcome to Season 5 of The Activity Continues, a paranormal podcast. I'm Amy, the producer and host of this show, along with Megan and the other Amy. We are three soul friends who love to talk about the Dead Files TV show, along with other spooky and spooky-adjacent things. We are just starting our third year, and it's going to be the best one yet. Hi, everyone. I'm Megan, our resident scaredy cat. (laughs) I love this stuff, but it absolutely terrifies me. (laughs) It doesn't terrify me. Me neither. Most of the time. Hey, everyone. I'm the other Amy, sometimes referred to as Amy, Amy P, or AP. And I'm the voice of reason in the chaos, trying to keep these two spooky, goofy, lovely ladies in line. (laughs) We're creating a community of like-minded friends who love to discuss all things paranormal. Along with our thoughts and tangents, you will also hear listener stories and interviews with paranormal professionals, Dead Files clients, and people with personal paranormal experiences. So far, we've spoken to a witch, an intuitive, a shaman, a UFO abductee, and a handful of Dead Files clients. We're always looking for more cool and interesting people to talk to. So if you're interested, please reach out to theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or fill out the guest intake form on our website, theactivitycontinues.com. We'd love to hear from you. Come join us where the The activity activity continues. Welcome back to Volstead Land. We are your hosts, Amy, that's me, and Heather. And I'm Heather. Hi, everyone. Okay, so we are here with our friend, Amarina, who... (laughs) Welcome. Yes, welcome. Welcome to Volstead Land. We had a little brunch and some uh, mimosas and screwdrivers and... That sounds like we had a lot. Coffee. Yeah, so... A couple, no, when this was, when we started the, or when I was releasing the episode about Marilyn Tollefson, I had asked Amarina if she wanted to do artwork for it. And in order for her to come up with some artwork, I had to tell her what it was about. And I told her it was about the woman who basically took down Kid Can via the Man Act. And she said, oh, I know all about the Man Act. So... Yeah, you had you had explained, you know, basically taking, you know, this woman across, you know, state lines. I'm like, oh, yeah, the Man Act. And <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's what they, you know, try to stick Chaplin with, too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know any of that. So I said, hey, you want to come on and talk about it? So, and she agreed. 
So here we are. Oh, and she did do the artwork for that episode, by the way, and it's awesome. Thank it's you. amazing. I love it. Yeah. So tell us about maybe Chaplin. Start with that. So this was almost 30 years ago, but I, I took a course in college. It was a seminar course, and um, it, it was kind of more of a freshman studies English thing. But um, they offered, you know, several artists, and the one that I picked was was Charlie Chaplin. And so um, and it was basically a semester of learning about the life and work of, of Charlie Chaplin. And he was such a fascinating character because you could really split it into, you know, kind of, you know, you could do all this, this study about his work and how influential he was. Uh, not only comedy, but cinema and all of that. But then there was like kind of this other other part, which is equally as fascinating. You can go equally as much into and basically it was his personal life. And I mean, this was really kind of the start of the paparazzi and the gossip machine. And who do you piss off as far as, you know, that we're seeing, you know, we're seeing to, the, to this day. So what year would, would that have been? So as far as them trying to stick him with the Man Act, I want to say that would have been about 41 or 42. And kind of in preparation to speak with, with you two today, I actually went back and watched uh, Chaplin, the movie, the Richard Attenborough movie, which is based off of Chaplin's book, My Autobiography, which in the seminar course that I took, that was our, our text too, was My Autobiography. And yeah, I, I was saying that you know, I don't know if really the movie holds up. You know, the acting is great; it's a great story. And that's Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, it right? is Robert Downey okay. Jr. Uh, James Woods is in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, it plays the lawyer that I think. So, in the f- not to get too ahead of myself, but but to answer your question, Heather, it was yeah, it was like 1941-42, and he had taken up with with a, a woman who may or may not have been mentally had issues. And um, there's a there was a paternity suit, and she was trying to to get money from him. And the feds were basically had wanted him for a long time because I I really think just being older and kind of looking at the story again, I really think they were after him because he wasn't paying taxes. Oh, oh, he wasn't a U.S. citizen. Wasn't paying taxes. He wasn't a U.S. citizen. He never became a U.S. citizen. Where was he from? He was from England. And he came over here in probably 1910. Uh, I started out in vaudeville and then came over here and then hooked up with Max Sennett and and D.W. Griffith. And basically the beginning of the the film industry, him and Mary Pickford and Doug Fairbanks broke off and formed their own studio, uh, United Artists. The problem with Chaplin is he he likes 16-year-olds. He likes 16-year-olds when he was 20, when he was 30. (laughs) <laughs> when he was 40. And ultimately, he married Una O'Neill mm-hmm. when he was 54. I think she was like 17. Ended oh, up, I didn't yeah. Know she was that much younger. Uh, they stayed together for like until his death in the 70s, and they had like eight kids. Oh, wow. Oh, my. Um, but his first wife was 16, Mildred Harris. And, and the thing is, is when you watch this movie, Chaplin, and it, it is based off of the book, My Autobiography, mm-hmm. and you're kind of wondering, are they making some of this up? And I do think they make, they kind of, you know, embellish, embellish a, a lot of it. Because mm-hmm. in my autobiography, Chaplin really doesn't talk about any of this. Mm. And in fact, at one point in the film, uh, Anthony Hopkins plays his biographer. But his second marriage to Lita Gray, uh, he says in the movie, well, you only devote three pages in, in your book about her. And I, I believe 
chaplain, Robert Downey Jr., says, well, it's because she was a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so he married Mildred Harris. I, I don't think that lasted very long, like a year. And then when he was filming The Gold Rush, one of the extras was... Her name was Lita Gray, or Dolita, I mm. believe is what they called her in the <laughs> Hollywood Babylon book. But yeah, she was like 16, 17, and well... Just his age. Yeah. He accidentally knocked her up, yeah. and so they, they got married, and she ended up having two kids with him, but their divorce, their divorce was huge as far as like how sensational it was. Like, they were selling the divorce proceedings like on the street corner for like a quarter, because, I mean, think of... I, I mean... I guess, comparatively speaking, you know, think of like, you know, Kim and Kanye right now mm-hmm. or Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I mean, the stuff that was going on, like in their marriage was so salacious. Like, mm-hmm. and I, and by today's standards, it's probably pretty like, you know, threesomes or, you know, oral sex or something like that. But, ooh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it was huge, this divorce. So then he married a third time. Paulette Goddard was her name. And I think when you and I were talking, Amy, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what they tried to stick Chaplin for. Actually, I think that was his wife. No, it wasn't his wife. So his third wife, she was actually more age appropriate. And it sounds like they had a really kind of a good professional. And she was an actress, too. Wasn't she, she was. I know her name. Yeah, yeah. played by, shoot, I can't remember who played her in the movie. But, but I think you know, they ended up getting divorced. It ended up amicably. So then he met this other woman. And of course, now I can't think of her name. And, and of course, you know, him controlling the narrative probably Mm -hmm. in, in the movie that, yeah, totally, she totally sounds like she's Looney Tunes. And it does (laughs) sound like that she had, she had some issues, but it sounds like the feds got a hold of her, that here's a willing, which very, very similar in, in the case with, Mm -hmm. with Kid Can's Mm -hmm. friend that let's use her Mm -hmm. for her own means. And, and and again, to backtrack to what I say, and I think it was really because he wasn't paying taxes, but it it was, it was part of the Red Scare. and. It, they kind of insinuated in the movie that you know he pissed Hoover off because he made a film that was making fun of the immigration folks. Mm. Uh, you know, and then, then there was, you know, the whole, you know, when he made The Great Dictator. I mean, he was expressing a very unpopular opinion at the time. I mean, we were still hmm. pretty pro-Nazi in 1932 when mm. he made this movie. So it's whether or not, you know, it was McCarthyism, Hoover was after him, wasn't paying taxes. So, yeah, so they tried to to stick him with with this man act of, you know, basically transporting a woman across state lines, which which like a lot of these laws, it has nothing to do with, you know, protecting women. I mean, really, Mm -hmm. the man act Mm -hmm. was about, you know, they didn't want, you know, black men hooking up with white women. So Mm -hmm. and so that that law really wasn't used very often, except for interracial couples so okay. when, it, when they're pulling it out for big things like chaplain or kick can or you know it was really mm-hmm. it's like they're trying to throw things at the wall to see it'll stick it's a smoke yeah. screen for something yeah, they're trying to get it yeah. to stick and what ultimately happened with chaplain is he had left he again still never became a citizen left for switzerland and they wouldn't let him back in oh and so he basically was exiled in, in switzerland for the rest of his life and then in the movie, kind of how the movie opens and closes is they give him a lifetime Oscar award in like 1972, oh, I think. And okay. so it shows that. But. Interesting. I mean, Switzerland's not a bad place to, you know, retire, live in exile. <laughs> yeah, no. There's also another uh, a book that I read a long time ago, and it was by his kid, Michael Chaplin. 
uh, one of one of his kids with with Una O'Neill called I couldn't smoke the grass on my father's lawn. And it's about, you know, growing up being a, you know, a drugged out hippie with Charlie Chaplin as your father <laughs> in Switzerland. Oh my god. Wow. Oh, fun. Interesting. And that's all the stuff I didn't know about him. I guess. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, like I said, there's this whole I like to keep it separate because this whole paparazzi machine, I mean, you read other stories about Hollywood, like there's the the book that Scotty Bowers had a couple of years yep. ago, then they made yep. the documentary about, about it has all these salacious things mm-hmm. that were going on. At the gas station. But no one ever really talked about it. It seemed to really only come out in, in paparazzi, like if you pissed off Hearst or, mm-hmm. you know, you really had to anger somebody. I mean, Hearst had his own gossip machine with you know Hedda Hopper and then there was uh Luella Parsons and so really he was part of that whole Hollywood gossip and its heyday mm-hmm. and you know and it, it some of it really wasn't tame by today's standards but a lot of it kind of was mm-hmm. well, especially people that had a, a reputation for being sweet and kind and whatever and if those people did anything that that was not fitting of their persona that they had portrayed, then then that gets dug, dug up. And- but yeah, no, Chaplin definitely would have been me too the hell out of there at some point. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, He was also hung like a horse. That was the rumor that went around Hollywood. Oh. oh. Yeah, he was only like five foot four. But... Oh, but, makes sense. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> he was a good-looking dude. Oh, he took wow. all the, the paint off and... Yeah. Was he? Oh, I have to see a picture. I think I have seen a picture, but I don't recall anymore what he looked like. But, you know, we're all too old, yeah, well. so. Well, for him. For Chaplin. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny. So were there, is there anybody else that you know of that um, had this act, whatever, was it? I can't think of the word. Charged with? Nothing like quite as notorious as that. I, again, my understanding is it really was just to, it, it, like pretty much a lot of, you know, law enforcement in history has, you know, racist origins and enforcement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I was kind of thinking about it this morning too, and, and I could see them, you know, having that in their back pocket as something to use, say, you know, Oh, you took your girlfriend across state lines to go get an abortion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. we they actually I, there are states that are starting to to talk about legislating going across yeah. state lines for having a medical procedure, not just abortions, but mm-hmm. you know gender affirming or you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and we're gonna. I don't know if you want to go down this, but <laughs> it's so. It sounds like. In Charlie Chaplin's story, the woman was not a victim. She was a willing participant. Although you said she maybe had m- mental issues and maybe maybe was a vulnerable adult or something. And I don't know. I wouldn't know if I would go so far as to say not vulnerable so much as in consent per se, but Naive. you know what I don't want. It's the crazy ex girlfriend trope is they hooked up and. Mm-hmm. You know, she kind of stalked him mm-hmm. and then said that she was, you know, that she was pregnant mm-hmm. and it was his kid. And, you know, the I think the feds were just looking for something yeah. to stick him with. Because, yeah, that with the Kid Can story, Marilyn was not a victim. She was 
went along with it. You know, she loved having sex, and she was and she was paid. Yes, and she or was paid kept, very well, right? And it was only when she wanted to keep getting paid, and they were done with her, that she got mad and turned them in. You know, so yeah, she they they make it sound like she was this poor girl that he corrupted or whatever. I mean, she was younger when they met. She was 19 and he was 50. But And I think that's I mean, kind of what they're trying to make, you know, this this poor vulnerable woman that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and but again, I I think about too even just stories about, you know, like Lindsay Lohan about and now we find out, well, no, she actually was having some problems and everyone just kind of shit on her. Yeah. Where who knows? Because who was controlling the narrative? You've got the mm-hmm. federal prosecutors saying that she was this poor woman that he took advantage of. Mm-hmm. You know, he's saying in his narrative that she was, you know, don't stick your dick in crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and there's somewhere in the middle is, you know, so <laughs> I, I think that I think the feds probably really took advantage of this woman. Used her mm-hmm. as a, oh, you know, was she a willing pawn? Mm hmm. Can we title this episode, Don't Stick, stick Your Dick in Crazy? <laughs> oh, I can do the artwork. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, definitely. You need to do the artwork for this one. <laughs> uh, oh, God, I can see it already. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day, all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want. No credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash TAC. If you're a regular listener, you know we love our three spirit drinks. They are the non-alcoholic spirit drinks that are taking the world by storm. Three Spirit is a range of three distinct drinks, each with its own unique flavor and effect. The Livener is a refreshing and invigorating drink that is perfect for starting your day or night. The Social Elixir is a smooth and sophisticated drink that's perfect for sharing with friends. And the Nightcap is a calming and relaxing drink that's perfect for winding down before bed. All three drinks are made with plant-based ingredients and are free from alcohol, gluten, and sugar. They are also vegan and ethically sourced. So, whether you're looking for a delicious and refreshing drink to enjoy on its own, or a sophisticated non-alcoholic alternative to cocktails, Three Spirit is the perfect choice for you. Try Three Spirit today and discover the difference. Visit us.com. 
threespiritdrinks.com and use the promo code the activity continues for 15% off your entire order. Cheers! That one that was, was the best cheer. one yet. So is there anything else we need to go over or we could go over or shoot the shit about something else? I would say another good movie uh, is called The Cat's Meow. And it involves Chaplin and William Randolph Hearst and Marion Davies and Gloria Swanson. And it is a retelling of real life story of the murder of William Ince and who did it. And um, it came out as from 2002 or three. And Eddie Izzard plays Charlie Chaplin. Oh, Oh, Eddie Izzard. And it's 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 quite good, but it's it's based on a on a true story. Oh. And it's called the Cat's Meow. The Cat's Meow. And when when did that come out? About I want to say two thousand two, two thousand three. Okay. okay, cool. And then again, there's Charlie Chaplin, my autobiography, and then the, the movie Chaplin, which that was based off of. And then the book that I was actually trying to find this weekend, and I couldn't find it, which is weird because I don't throw anything out. But you it was, and my mom, yeah. <laughs> Well, especially books. I, I really don't purge books. Yeah, I don't either. I, but it was, I, so I want to say the book was called something like, you know, The United States versus Charlie Chaplin. And it was basically, his business whole career was Hoover and McCarthy trying to go after him. I still think it's because of taxes, because it's usually always about the money, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes taxes, Going after someone for taxes is how they get them for doing something else they couldn't get them for. Exactly. The the bootleggers and stuff Mm -hmm. were almost always going down for taxes. And part of the reason that they wanted to get Kid Can for something was because then that would allow the the FBI to get a hold of his financial records. And that was then they could get him for that, too. Well, you know, like, you know, Miss Scarlett said in Clue, you know, communism is just a red herring. I think a lot of, you know, the, the whole red scare and blackballing Hollywood, mm-hmm. I think, was all about just money. I yeah. looked it up. The Cat's Meow was um, 2001, and it is available to stream for free on Tubi and IMDb TV. Cool. Oh, good. Or to purchase for three ninety nine on Apple TV. Oh, and it's got Kirsten Dunst in it. Yes, she plays Marion Davies. Now, Marion Davies was Hearst's longtime girlfriend. She was not a very good actor. However, she had a long line of credits because of Hearst put her in ah. everything. And so she was She was also having an affair with Chaplin. Well, Chaplin was sleeping <laughs> around with everybody. Well, it sounds like he couldn't keep it in his pants. <laughs> it's, oh, it's... <laughs> It's it's old school Hollywood gossip. It's so I love that stuff. Much fun. I love that stuff. Yeah, like that Scotty Bowers. I just came across that the film. I yeah, I saw seen the documentary yet. a couple years ago. Oh, okay. And then I guess too, as far as like references, no, there's there's been much argument about the validity, and I would take everything you read in it with a grain of salt. But Kenneth Anger's Hollywood Babylon, there's two volumes, is just fun. Mm-hmm. Just fun, stupid, you know, National Enquirer read. I think my dad had that book. Mm-hmm. Do you follow the Hollywood Babylon Facebook page? I do. There's just a lot of um, people posting old Hollywood stuff. I do too, but I haven't seen anything in Well, a while. you know, and, uh, talking about, you know, gossip and, and, and Hollywood gossip, and I've always just been all over it, you know, and, you know, with the advent with the internet and gossip blogs, 
And I really don't follow much of that anymore because I don't know if you guys have noticed, but those comment sections gotten like it's all cute critter stuff. It's really weird. I try oh, not yeah. to. I have noticed that, especially on crazy days and nights. Yeah. It's gotten yeah, I don't even go but to But like that even anymore. like delisted sometimes in the comments, I see total Q stuff. And really? It's like, yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. Oh, they'll get in anywhere where they think there's a lot of people. But I just, you know, I just seen. think it's funny talking about, you know, like this Hollywood cabal of eating babies in the basement right. of pizza huts. <laughs> but then you just hear about the stories that happen in old Hollywood and it's like, yeah, it was, it was Sodom and Gomorrah back then too. I don't know about baby eating, but. Yeah, so I think I think that's I'm trying to think if there's any other sort of like reference that would be fun to. Yeah, I'm so gonna check out some uh, Chaplin. Cool. Yeah, I I should probably watch the movie Chaplin. I've never seen it, and I that's available on HBO. Okay, good. We have HBO. Yeah, and I love Robert Downey. And Jr., you so. know, check out his his work. I mean, Great Dictator, especially right now, it's a good watch. Mm, okay. Okay. I haven't seen that either. And another law that was Coogan's law was for Jackie Coogan, who starred with Charlie Chaplin in The Kid. And what was that law about? His parents took his money. Oh, oh, okay. His parents took all his money. And so Coogan's law was named for Jackie Coogan, the child actor from 1921, The Kid. Yeah, that that a certain amount of money has to be put in a trust. But Jackie Coogan went on to play uh, Uncle Fester on The Addams Family. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my that's god, I had no idea that was him. Huh. And that's still obviously there are child actors benefiting from that to this day. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Coogan's Law is very still a thing. And I know Paul Peters. He was a child actor from the Donna Reed show, but he was always like huge child star advocate. And- and I really know about that stuff because of it getting bites. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that old stuff is so fun. Have you guys heard the podcast? Um, you must remember this. Yes. She covers a lot of yeah. really good stuff, really interesting stories. Especially the old, like, Thelma Todd. You know, how did she really die and all that stuff. Anything that has, like, a true crime bent to it is always fun for me anyway. Well, yeah, there was, was it Gene Harlow's husband that, yeah, there's just, there's crazy stories and because, mm-hmm. and now that there really isn't anyone around to tell the tale anymore, which is, mm-hmm. I guess was why Scotty Bowers had put his book out. It's like, well, they're all mm-hmm. dead now. So yeah. Yeah. I think he passed away too recently. I think he did fairly recently. Yeah. I think so. But yeah, no, it, that is such a great read. Uh, that book was a wild ride, man. <laughs> I lent it to everybody I knew. Just not how much <laughs> he loved his work. Yeah. He loved it. Like yeah. he took genuine joy in hooking people yeah. up. Yep. Yeah. You know, doing the Lord's work. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because back then, with you know, especially back then, you still had the moral codes. Mm-hmm. You know, God forbid, you know, you, you were seen with a woman, let alone, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, if so man yeah it's mm-hmm. just you know, so keeping it all in the down yeah. all right anything else we should cover i think we're good all this right. was very interesting was. thank you amarina yes thank you well thank you i've got some uh movies to yeah, watch we've got some a list books of to read to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool cool all right. well, thank, thank you, you. 
Thank you for joining us for another episode of Volstead Land. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode and visit us on all of our social media platforms for extra content. Volstead Land is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is part of the Collected Sounds Podcast Network. Okie doke.